0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into the Get Around Podcast. Uh, you guys have a great weekend, huh, right? It was a really good weekend. You guys enjoy your Saturday and Sunday leisure activities, Brett and James? Probably. That was working Maybe so I had no leisure. <laughs> no, no leisure for you. Just straight working because right now when we're recording this podcast, it is indeed Monday like we normally do it. It's not Friday, so we're getting this done early because of skiing finals and district starting or anything like that this actually actually when you're listening to this right now it's actually live we're coming to you live from the get around podcast studio here at the traverse city record eagle offices i'm your host brendan Queeley, and alongside me this week as always well back for the first time in a month three weeks jimmy james has been gone for a while but he is back and in, in the saddle and of course Brett Summers is doing his best. Brett Summers, as he is on the phone, once again, and not paying attention. The great thing about Brett is that he doesn't have to pay attention. He's so gifted that he can, he can just jump in and say whatever is coming across that bald, beautiful head of his, and he knows that it's going to really add to the conversation. He's just Adam Scheftering. He's always on his phone. That's right. Got to be on top of things.
1: You know, when your wife texts you, you text her back.
0: See, but that's the whole thing. Like you're married, so you can like you can you can respond right away. But when you're a single guy and you're trying you got you're trying to play those games, right? Like you can't text back that's like so right dumb. away. Like you can't that's so dumb. I don't You get can't it. seem over eager. That's that's my Says that's not my
1: problem. Says who? Be over eager. See what happens. Oh, I've been over eager.
0: That's why I'm single.
1: <laughs> so, to all the
0: get around podcast listeners out there. It is my over-eagerness and basically just my general personality that you only get about a little bit of from this podcast. It's
1: If we ever do actually go live someday, maybe we'll have a relationship advice segment with Brendan. Like, I would be giving advice? That yeah. doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, we'll
0: have callers. Yeah, like call in. exactly. We could do that. Like, at a certain point, be like, all right, we're taking calls from, you know, 2 to 2.30 and Brendan's going to give you his love advice. Like, hey, here's my advice. It would be nothing if not entertaining. Get a couple of dogs and get used to being alone. That's that's my advice for myself. That's (laughs) what I've been doing going on close to 34 years now. And, you know, 34 more of being alone. Okay, Uh, we have, as we always do, wasted enough time here at the top. Welcome into episode 24 of the Get Around Podcast. Got a good one for you this week. A lot of new things happening. We're getting rid of the trifecta, and that'll be gone for the next six or so weeks before we get back into that. Of course, we will break that news a little bit later in the show. We will have Kingsley's Jalen Brumfield on. She's going to talk to us about the Stags' perfect season, including the number one ranking that the uh, Stags finished the season with. I'm assuming that they're going to be they'll finish the season ranked number one, right? After, after finish. I mean, they. I know they. We would have to hope so.
1: We have seen Stranger Things in the polls this season, but y- you would hope. I've seen
0: Stranger Things on Netflix. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me in too. In the polls and on Netflix, that's where I've seen Stranger Things. So after we talk to Jalen, we will. We will induct another one of the fine athletes from this area into the Get Around Hall of Fame. After the Athlete of the Week, we will get into our new segment, and I'll break the news right now. It is our sports movie madness. We've got 64 of the best sports movies, or at least the list that we put together, uh, between myself, James, Brett, and 7 and Four's Harrison Beebe, who is, of course getting his, well he hasn't been getting the shout outs as much as he he was in the past but But
1: he is is an authority on on movies and TV I believe he is the authority authority. when it comes to
0: sports and movies if I was going to ask anybody about either of those topics I would go to him, but putting those two topics together he is the he's the man to go to for that and although this show this week is without a pulse, that doesn't mean that the show is lifeless. We've got a fun little segment for you. Coming up, we are doing the Prep Girls Basketball Fantasy Draft ahead of the Girls District action, which is getting underway this week. And of course, if you're listening to this later in the week, it's already well underway. For us, it hasn't even started yet because we're actually recording this back in time. So you are listening to... This is like a time capsule for all you people out there. This is It's a moment in time that has been... Preserved perfectly thanks to iTunes and soundcloud.com backslash the Around. So we picked uh, out of a hat last night and decided what the order was going to be. I wrote one, two, and three on some small yellow post-it notes, crumpled them up, threw them in a, uh, in a Chicago White Sox World Series championship uh, beanie hat that I was uh, unfortunately behind my parents' piano at my parents' house for like 12 years, but I got that back Brett is going to be picking first, James you're going to be picking third, but then of course we're doing the old snake draft thing where you're going to start round two with the first pick, and then it's back to me, and then it's back to Brett, and then back to Brett, and then back to me. So if you uh, if you don't understand now, you will throughout the draft process. So why don't we get a little draft music going and get into this right now. round number one, pick number one, prep. Girls basketball fantasy draft. Brett Summers, you are on the clock, and you have two seconds. <laughs>
1: Elise Stuck, going with Elise Stuck. Yeah, I agonized over this decision for twelve hours, starting last night. Is that true? Was it
0: twelve hours? Did it keep you up? Did it, you you wake up in like a cold sweat? and Like, who do I choose?
1: Stuck it, or Woofter? Pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, athletically, they're. Uh, you know, for the types of players they are, they're extremely similar. Um, Woofter is better jump shooter, but I think Stuck's height and ability to play all five positions on the floor, and the fact that she's just in her sophomore season, um, you know, her uh, ceiling as far as a prep high school career right now is a uh, is a little higher, and um, you know, to to pick a player that can go center power forward small forward shooting guard point guard and and run the floor and uh you know play great defense can't go wrong with that with that choice although your next pick brendan i don't think you can go wrong with either
0: no pick number two starting off with uh my team is going to be led by the aforementioned margo woofter Um, she is just a phenomenal player great leadership and I, i think that's the uh, I like her tenacity more than anything. That bulldogishness that she has out on the court. The complete lack of fear that she shows. Uh, that's what's most impressive to me. Also, really impressive is her ability to hit free throws. You look at what she does, I mean, she's got to be shooting close to 90% this year. We've seen stat lines where she went 17 for 19, 15 for 17. She was 10 for 10 the other night. Even if Peter Joe says she was only 9 for 10, that's incorrect. She was 10 for 10. Uh, but I did get a a, a stern email from one Peter Joe Garthy. And so pick number three in the draft is Peter Joe Garthy. I would imagine is that correct?
1: Jimmy James <laughs> Cook oh, on the clock.
2: Uh, and this actually was being being third was kind of nice because uh, I was kind of in a position where I knew who was going to be number one and two, and number three was just a, a pretty easy to pick to make, especially with coming back to back of three and four. So I'm going to go with Mackenzie Wilkinson from Kalkaska as my number three pick and then turn right around and take Jalen Brumfield from Kingsley with the four pick our soon to be guest yes so why are you going with Brumfield I, I, I think those two would be a pretty dynamic uh, force kind of in the in the front court for a, for any team um, it, kind of kind of contrasting styles a little bit but uh, just you know unique skill sets and uh, and you know I think those two on the same team would be a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams I think yeah I think you can't go wrong there starting a team with Wilkinson and
0: Brumfield that's a especially with the way that Brumfield's been playing as of late it's been very impressive but Mm -hmm. pick number five is that to me right now Um, I have Woofter at guard so I'm gonna need somebody to man the post down low and I'm gonna go with Brethren's Mariah Pringle who has just continued to fill up the stat sheet uh, throughout this season Um, flirting with triple-doubles, well, not flirting with triple-doubles, but having triple-doubles, flirting with quadruple-doubles. Um, I mean, racking up the blocks, uh, bringing in the boards and scoring 25-plus uh, on a, a pretty pretty consistent basis. So, yeah, right now, Wolfter and Pringle is
1: that's uh, Team Queely at this point. I think we're all sitting in a pretty good spot right now. I'm happy to uh, have back-to-back picks, and I'm going to uh fill out my backcourt with glenlake savannah poplinski and gaylord st mary's alex hunter uh hunter maybe a little bit more prolific three-point shooter than poplinski but poplinski can also shoot from the outside uh poplinski's a dynamic deep defensive player um she just had 39 points 10 steals the other night so Uh, just uh, I I think I really like how how they fill out those two guard spots and um, you know having stuck already who can as we as we talked about shift all over the floor that's a I'm pretty happy with my first three picks
0: I'll I'll jump back in here and uh, take my third player this is actually it's getting a little more difficult now as we've uh, separated out kind of the the cream of the crop when it comes to the girls uh, prep basketball players around here I am actually going to pick one of uh, Miss Brumfield's teammates and I'm going to take J.C. King who I was extremely impressed with uh, in the Stag's first game against Traverse City West and she has just continued to improve throughout the season and so yeah, I, I just think that her ability to, to shoot from the outside and also uh, she's she runs the court very well uh, she's, she's a great weapon to have and it's...
1: Uh, You're I, not allowed. I'm not allowed? She was my next pick after you and James both didn't pick her. I'm sorry. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- well, listen, man. If you had a
0: team of Stuck, Poplinski, Hunter, and J.C. King, I think you're winning at that point.
2: Uh, I am gonna. I got my front. I got my front court with uh, with Brumfield and Wilkinson. So I'm gonna go with the back court now too. I'm gonna take uh, Sierra, uh, Sarah Chenard from T.C. St. Francis, and also Brittany Bowman from Kingsley. Have we have our third Kingsley stag taken already.
0: I am gonna go kind of off the beaten path a little bit and I'm gonna head over to Grand Traverse Academy and take one Megan Sharpenberg who has, as just a sophomore, has been filling it up this season and putting her together with Pringle, uh, Down, I, I think that's just a dynamic combination with uh, Sharpenberg, Pringle, and then of course Woofter and King. I like that choice.
1: Thank you. I was glad I picked it. All right, so I've got picks 12 and 13, and um, you know, I've got two guards. Got stuck, and uh, gonna fill out the rest of the front court now. And I'm not necessarily. Um, I do think that uh, teams are gonna have a hard time scoring and or rebounding against this bunch. So, with uh, picks 12 and 13. I'm going to take Elk Rapids, Kendall Brown, and Benzie Central's Miley Church. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't take Kendall Brown because she is on crutches right now. We'll say a healthy Kendall Brown, though. Okay, yeah. I mean, we're not actually playing Uh, a game here. Right, this is fantasy. You're correct. This is fantasy. This is
0: fantasy. So, in your
1: fantasy, Kendall Brown is healthy. Yes. Okay. But, yeah, so Kendall Brown and Miley Church. Well, with my fifth pick, I am going to add another
0: stag to the roster and take Kingsley's Becca Crosby.
2: I mean, she is kind of a carbon copy of Miley Church. I mean, they're they're both, you know, really good defensive players. Uh, They get boards. Um, You know, they're not players you're necessarily setting up the
1: offense for, but they can, you know, they can get those buckets inside. I feel like Church might be a little bit more of a shot blocker, but definitely both above-average rebounders. And I had a tough yeah.
0: time here because I was choosing between two Beckas, Becca Crosby and Traverse City West, Becca Boer, who has shown that she's got a lot of talent this season has dropped in uh, more than a few uh, double-doubles so far and had some big games, 20-plus points, 15-plus rebounds. Uh, so it was tough but uh, choosing between Crosby and Bohr for sure.
1: James with uh, picks number
2: 15 and 16. Back up the camera. So fourth and fifth players. I'm going to take uh, Lexi Nepath to fill out the starting uh, front court for me. A value pick there for sure. I think. I, I think so. Would been a little higher. I think so. And then uh, my next. I'm gonna have to go with another guard. I mean, there's some pretty good forwards still on the on the board. But uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with another guard and go with uh, Lauren Bramer from Traverse City St. Francis.
0: Son of a. <laughs> As my next pick, you rat bastard. <laughs> All right, so uh, well there goes uh, Bramer, obviously off the off the board for me, but that's okay. Sorry. I, I had a backup. I had a Bramer backup, and that's another B, and that's Avery Bevel. Uh, I saw her the uh, the other night play against St. Francis, and she did a really good job of shutting down uh, Lauren Bramer, and and great defense, very quick, uh, incredible. Uh, ball handling skills. I mean, every time she she goes up the court, I mean, full board. But she's got a great behind the back uh, uh, dribble move. Uh, yeah, I think
1: she's a great player, despite uh, you know being a bit uh, on the small side. I think that takes me to my final two picks. Does it not? It does indeed. It mean, does. And I, I'm torn once again. Maybe not. Like Natalie s- and Brulia? Not. Not, <laughs> not not stuck or woofter or torn, uh, but. Ooh. What's your team look like? What do
2: you need? You need more of a guard. Or you need a forward.
1: So my five right now, I feel like I've got center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, point guard, nailed down. So it's li- it's literally Green Bay Packers strategy here: best player available, mm-hmm. not necessarily picking for need anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with Glen Lakes, Jen Lacrosse. That's the highest player left on my board. And that, that still leaves me, yes, Imbruglia, or however the heck you say her name. It, you know, this might just be an idea for one of you two to, to take who I leave behind. Whom. Uh, oh, fine. Whom I leave behind, grammar police. Um, but it's between Buckley's Shelby Cade and uh, another Glenlake player who I was very impressed with. Uh, the other night uh, freshman haley helling kate is a proven commodity she's proven it all season that she's uh, buckley's best player or there's always saint francis's cam shab as well
2: she had a nice game the other night against charlotte boy oh, that's tough
1: we'll look at some of the players that are left on the board yeah right let's now, do that right? let's take a break
0: some yeah. of the ones that i have uh Kel Kaskis, margaret stosio and kayla mm mm-hmm. mhm manton's jaden wilder we were just talking about Buckley's Shelby Cade, Olivia Lowe from Leland, uh, Becca Bohr from Traverse City West. I'm not going to tell you my seventh pick, otherwise you're going to take her. Uh, let's see, from uh, Alyssa Tarkowski from GTA, Benzie, you've still got Abby Bretsky, Aaliyah Ross, Lauren Ross, Traverse City Central, Maddie Goodwin, uh, Corinna Stewart. North Bay's got a pair of good players in uh, Paige Kohler and uh, Joanne Ogama, Glen Lake, uh... What Caitlin Shab? Caitlin Schaub
1: right? still on there.
0: Ali oh, yeah. Bonzalette. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily G- Myler from Gaylord St. Mary. Right. Uh, Olivia Jakel. Uh, the Nesberg sisters. Yep. Abby Cunningham. All those from Charlevoix. And Finch Van Benzie. You got Aaliyah Ross too. I said Aaliyah Ross. Okay. I did Aaliyah and Lauren. In fact. Yep. And then Central Lake uh, Finch Vaneman. Sybil Ritchie. I'm sure, there are other players out there that
1: were uh, that we haven't named, but there's a lot. There's Riley, a lot of Thor. Riley, yeah, Thor. Riley Thor. Riley floor from Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you have a plethora to choose from. Yeah, I guess I I'll, I'll go with Buckley Shelby Cade. Buckley Shelby Kade's my Cade. final pick. So my seven seven player team player team Team Summers is full. With my final pick in the 2018
0: Northern Michigan Prep Girls Basketball Traverse City Record Eagle Fantasy Draft. I am taking Traverse City West's Sierra Perquette. Uh I like the way that she plays the game, I've seen her now more than a few times. She can hit from the outside, uh, she's a physical player, uh, doesn't shy away from contact and, and just seems to be uh, the next kind of, uh, I'd say the, the next natural leader for that Traverse City West team as it undergoes its uh, rebuilding and
2: uh, growing process. That leaves James with his final selection. With my final pick, I'm going to go with Jaden Wilder from Manton. Uh, you know, leading scorer on a on a very good Manton team. is, what 17 and three this season. Uh, best season ever. Won the league for the first time in 20 years. Um, so I think that'd just be a, a great last player for that team. That was it was between Perquet and Wilder for me. The only reason that I went with Perquet is
0: because I've seen Perquet. I have yet to see Jaden Wilder play, but I know that she is uh, that she is very talented. Uh, No doubt about that. Fun stuff this week with the the girls draft. Now that the boys district tournament is going to be starting up next week, we're going to do the same thing there. We're going to have seven rounds in our inaugural uh, 2018 Prep Boys Basketball Fantasy Draft here at the Traverse City Record Eagle. Well, one of those draft picks that we had. uh, James, you were lucky enough to have Brumfield on your team, and we were lucky enough to have Brumfield here in the studio. do want to go ahead and take a listen to our interview with Kingsley's Jalen Brumfield. It is our pleasure now to welcome in Kingsley's Jalen Brumfield. Thank you so much for taking the time. I see you've probably just gotten out of practice, yes. so <laughs> thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Of course. How was uh, practice today? How did everything go?
3: It was good. We worked on defense because that was a little weak at the gunlight game.
0: What was that game like? I wasn't there. Brett was there. I you know, saw some of the highlights on, on Twitter and things like that. It just looked like it was uh, intense, if I can use a cliched word, to talk about a basketball game.
3: Uh, it was. Going into their house, we knew it would be packed. We knew their students would be crazy. Um, they were. And we knew that we had to stay calm in their place because they'd want to go at their speed, but we had to keep the game at our speed.
0: It was a four-point game. You guys hadn't, you know, the closest game that you'd played again was against Glen Lake, and that was 16 points. What was it like playing in a tight game like that? Was that really helpful for your team going forward into the postseason?
3: Yes, it was. Um, I think they scheduled that on purpose so we would have a good, game going into the postseason but yeah we the four-point game never had one of those like that was the closest game we've had and it was hard like they they got pumped up when they scored on defense for a while we got we went down but that didn't mean anything to us like we're we're an overcoming team so we overcame it.
1: Speaking of not playing a lot of close games this year I mean did Did you guys ever have to battle being bored when you were on the floor when you're up by 40, 50 points?
3: Most definitely. That's the key, like... Our coach keys on that, not playing down to our competition. We need to play at our speed, at our strengths. Like, We can't play down because when we do that, then we'll get into it. And for these hard games, if we would have played like that, we would have got blown out.
1: That's easier said than done, though, right? I mean, how, how do you keep that mentality when you're blowing a team out of the gym like that?
3: Uh, it starts with our bench. Our bench has a lot of energy, which keeps us going, and then our students keep us going, too. So when they're hyped up, we're hyped up.
0: What's it like blowing a team out by seventy-one points? What's it like winning a game seventy-five to seven? <laughs> I mean, it just seems so. It would be so weird for me as a player to look up and go seventy-five to seven. All right. I mean, it you, you can only play who who's on the schedule, right? Right,
3: right. Um, it's weird. Like at Central, when I was at Central, we never really blew any teams out. and Came to Kingsley, and the the competition definitely dropped from the BNC to the Northwest. Um, but going into it, like, we kind of knew this season we wouldn't have a lot of hard games, but we still had to play like we did, and looking up and seeing the score, you're like, wow, like, this is, this, it's crazy.
1: What's it like for, uh, what's it been like for you um, fitting into this group? Because most of them have been playing in Kingsley together for a long time. You've been there the last two years. How, how did you sort of integrate yourself into that, into that team?
3: Um, well, at Central, I was more like a shooting guard, like a 3-4-ish. Um, but Kingsley, like, I have to play a post, and when I was younger, I played the post, so that's where I fit in. Um, and I kind of just, like, we all shaped together. Like, they were a team, and I came in and hopped in and was part of it, which was, like, I'm thankful for that.
2: How do you, how do you think the, uh, the top couple of teams in the Northwest Conference would do if they were in the Big North Conference?
3: I definitely think we could do some some damage to that because we played Petoskey. Wasn't that good of a game. It wasn't a good game. Yeah,
2: it was at that game. It was not a good game. Yeah, no.
3: <laughs> and, and seeing Glen Lake and Benzie, like, Benzie would do good in that conference. I think they would definitely win the conference. Glen Lake would win it. We would win it. Like, if us three teams were in there, then th- that would be the battle, like,
1: does that give you guys confidence for the postseason, or do, or is it almost sort of it's it differs so much from A, B, C, D, I mean, regardless of who the teams are, that you can't really look at it that way and say, well, we should be pretty good in Class B.
3: Uh, we don't really look at it that way. We went down this summer and played, like, the East Lansings and the DeWitts, like the good, like, Class As, and we beat a few of them, and we lost to a few, and that's where I think we find our standing like we're pretty good but also we need to work on things where we don't really look up like in northern Michigan because there's not a lot of girls like there's not a lot of good girls programs there's a few good players on each team so I think we we look lower to find our competition
0: you guys hit uh, number one in the rankings. Uh, finally, you had jumped up to number two, fall to number four. You had, but you had been up there the, uh, you know, uh, around that the entire the entire season. How did it feel seeing number one next to Kingsley?
3: It felt great. It, I think, it felt great for all of us when he told me that we were going to be number one the next day. My, like, my mouth dropped. It was, it was crazy knowing that we're ranked. Is weird because our little town of Kingsley is like getting noticed downstate where they rank us, but like we d- we look at them, but we don't think of it like that. Like we're not thinking we're number one. It doesn't matter. Like we're going into it like we're the underdogs. We got ranked number one, but we still have to prove that we are. We're gonna be.
0: But do you believe you're one of the best teams in the state of Michigan?
3: I do. I do believe that because we have so much depth, where it's not like one or two good players. So a lot of teams can't, can't do anything because it's like, okay, you can shut one person down, but the next person can, just do, can do just as much. We made history, we won our conference. We start with the little things, which was winning our conference. We did that, and now we're on to districts, but even if we were to not win districts, that would still be everything to us because we made history and this will be a season that's talked about for the next few years.
1: I'm curious uh, a little bit, um, the The girls' tournament is shifting to Calvin College this year. When you found out that it wasn't going to be at Breslin anymore, I mean, was there disappointment? I know players have always been really excited about that, so what were your thoughts when that change got
3: made? I was bummed. Um, I, I had the feeling that we, as a team, could go to the Breslin this year, and the changes made me a little bit mad because I, I had a feeling we could get there, and... Like, I've played on it before. I went to a camp, so I got to play. But, like, their experience on that court, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see them all happy because they're playing at Michigan State, like, on that court where their girls and guys play. But I was bummed.
1: So even though it's at Calvin this year, one, what would it mean for you to get there? And then, two, because we were just talking about the game with Glen Lake, since you guys are separate uh, classes, do you see both uh, both of both those teams being able to get there?
3: I do. I think they could do something in Class C, and I want them to go. Like, I want people from northern Michigan to get to the Breslin or to, to get to Calvin. It would it would be the world to our whole team. Yeah. Um, this year and next year we're pretty strong and i think we can make runs both years um, and it'd mean everything to all of us our coach hasn't been to the final four since 2008 i'm pretty sure so to be there for him to be there for our town it would it would be amazing
0: what's it like playing under coach shellick
3: uh, i like it a lot he is a very diverse coach like we, we work on we work on our plays and we do a few of the same drills every day, but um, having other coaches, he's definitely one of my favorite. Uh, his coaching style is good. We try and run and push, and if we can't get that, then we have good setup plays.
2: Yeah I mean, you, you talked about the depth and everything like that. I think that uh, really goes to the fact that, that you can run and press, but when that's not working, you guys completely have the ability to just break a team down in the half-court game. Uh, how much how much time in practice do you spend on working on those two different, very divergent strategies?
3: We work on it a lot. We work on, like, dead ball pressing, and then we work on, like, live ball, get back, got to play defense. And with our JV team being pretty strong, we brought some of them up to help us. So now, like, we have 15 people at practice, so when you're tired, sub, let's go. So we keep pushing. We do that. Um But in practice, we know that's going to be like that was our best competition was practice. So we had to push each other in practice to make to make it work.
0: Your dad is the uh, coach of the boys team, Jimmy James Brumfield. (laughs) I believe that's what he prefers to be called. Um, But how is how has he impacted your life in terms of uh, basketball? Is he still a coach to you or does he leave that to to Coach Shelleck?
3: At home, he's my dad. If we go to the gym, he's my coach, and that's how it's always been. He's definitely impacted my life in the coaching standpoint. Um, That was my first coach. That was my coach up until like seventh grade. And he still is my coach, like the little things that we can't, I can't really work on a Shelley can practice, me and my dad go and work at. So he's my coach and he's my dad.
0: What's the difference between Coach Jimmy James and Father Jimmy James?
3: In the gym, he is harder on me. He he still treats me like he's my dad, but we both know that he's my coach in that moment. I love it, though.
2: How much more was his uh, Southern drawl present uh, earlier on? Is, he, is that, Has that gone away a bit more? Because I remember when he used to be the JV coach at TC Central and he used to call in, like, uh, those were just awesome calls because he had that southern accent still, and it's kind of gone away a little bit as he's lived here more.
3: It has. It's gone away, but it's still there. Like, some of the guys will be like, your dad said something at practice. We didn't really understand it, but we nodded our head and <laughs> went with it.
0: <laughs> Where's your dad originally from? Because I'm not.
3: Uh, down in Baldwin, like an hour away, not too far, but. Mm-hmm. But, he, but where? So where did he pick up the accent then? I have no idea. In the military maybe, but. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. It just came along, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just one day was like,
0: "I like the sound of that voice, and I'm going to keep doing it." Probably. What's the uh, chemistry like on your team, and how does that kind of reflect the small town values that you see in Kingsley?
3: It's we're definitely a family. Um, our team and our town. We I love pulling up to school and like knowing who pulled up behind me or who pulled up in front like because we know each other's cars we we are a family at school we're a family in that town and our chemistry on the team definitely shows like we there's teams that yell at each other on the court and we see that and we kind of laugh because like that's not us we will get snippy with each other but other than that like everyone's learned to take it as like you're they're trying to get me better so I have to put that in a positive way where like other teams They'll yell and they'll yell back. Where we know, like, we have to be the better team. We have to be positive.
1: Something that I forgot to ask you, uh, following the the Glen Lake game, if you can, what what uh, what happened on that technical foul that you picked up after the N one?
3: I was just caught in the moment and got a little out of control, but it's it.
1: it. (laughs) Was it just your celebration, or did you say something that the official didn't care for?
3: Uh, I don't really think he heard me, but I was just, it was my celebration. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you hit you hit your free throw anyway, so that was uh, I forget. I think that gave you guys like a seven or eight point lead at that time. Yeah. So it, it felt like one, well, and then they only hit one of their two technical shots, so it didn't feel like it hurt you too much. But I was curious. Yeah, you, you were pretty pumped up after I that. I was
3: one. pretty pumped up.
1: What was the emotion of that game like? How the energy that
0: was in that. Between those two teams and in that crowd and in that gym, have you played anything like that before?
3: It it was definitely different. The the closest game I'd have to compare to that was probably a Central West game. Like that's what it is. It's that rival between Kingsley and Glen Lake, opposite sides, like going at each other, but in that small gym, small towns, like fighting for either like war winning the conference or we're sharing the conference was was tough. It was it was different, and I liked it. Like, I like the energy in the gym. I like being all all hyped up the whole game, where, like, some games it's at the beginning, and then it's not any fun anymore because we're up. Right. So. What
0: was it like having to play from behind?
3: It was different. We was it scary? It for a second. Like, we got down by nine. They came down, hit some threes. Um, but... In between the quarters, we figured, like, we we know we can do this. We have to do this. This is for our team. We went into halftime, um, and we went in there. We were up at that time, but we were like, we can't let them come back. The first few minutes um, after halftime is a crucial point in the game, and taking those first three minutes and getting a run is big, and that's what we did.
2: Is that the first time you guys have been behind all season? No. Other than maybe, like, two to nothing?
3: We were down against Buckley like five to four but yeah that was the first time
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well we've talked a lot about your uh, your teammates in um, the season. Uh, you are committed to play basketball at Ferris State. Yes. Um, now initially you were committed to Lake Superior State, right yes. so how did the change occur and then what are you excited about Ferris? Uh,
3: the change occurred when the staff changing occurred at Lake State. Um, That happened. All the coaches left, so I decided that I would open up my recruitment because I I committed so early, to see what else I could get, and Fairs came along, and I really liked it down there. I liked how it was bigger than Lake State, but it was it was it's still small, and they they have a more like family aspect like Kingsley, and I like that, so I can like I take some stuff from Kingsley and bring it to Big Rapids. I think I'm most excited about my teammates, like my up, up-and-coming teammates, the ones I've played against for so many years in AEU. Now I get to play with them.
1: How many former teammates are on that team right now?
3: Um, there's two that I played with and four or five that I played against.
2: <laughs> what do you think the things you uh, probably have to work on the most at the college level? I mean, it's going to be a, a kind of a whole new ball game for you.
3: Uh, definitely left-handed stuff. I... I can use my left hand. Don't really like
2: to. Is that why
0: it's taped up right now?
3: Oh no! I actually hurt my wrist in our benzy game. Oh, but that's not that's not gonna stop me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think anything's gonna stop you, though. So, uh, so uh, when you're in the in the league and you're playing teams and you're ahead by like fifty points in the second half, do you guys ever wish that you could just maybe send your JV team to play some of these games?
3: Definitely. And, and
2: go play somebody. Maybe downstate or some, or or a bigger school up around here.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, we've tried changing our conference to the one that like St. Francis and Kalkask is in, because that's a better conference. But our our other sports can't really do that. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Because I mean, you have players probably on your JV team that would be starters for a lot of other teams in the Northwest Conference. I would think.
3: Yeah, I think all five of our starters could start on any team and do the same impact or more that their starters
0: do. So were the games during the summer the offseason, like you said, going downstate those, had those really been that impactful throughout the season that they've had working in those games playing against the top tier teams down there? Has it really been that much of a driving force for you guys this season?
3: It definitely has I think. We went down and we played East Lansing at Grand Valley and we beat them and then we played DeWitt twice lost to them both times and when we look at a good team, we think of it like this is DeWitt. Like, we want to get them back. Um, and so I think we went down to a scrimmage at DeWitt also and played a few good teams like Grand Haven. We lost to them, I think. But those are the teams that we, we picture when we're playing so that way we we can go on that run, we can get up, and then we see what the team we're playing is and then everyone rotates so everyone can do it.
0: You said that you know you're number one, but you said that you are you look at yourselves as underdogs. I'm gonna tell you right now, the teams that are playing you are gonna be calling themselves as the underdogs. So how do you avoid the upset? What's the mentality to make sure that you aren't you don't get upset by any team?
3: Play as our team. When we play as our team, we I feel we can beat most teams out here, out there. Um, we we have definitely changed into like a we type team which helps us a lot, and our depth, again, will help because eight players, three coming off the bench, that still average probably about eight to ten points each is hard hard to stop.
0: Well, Jalen, thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming in, taking some time and talking to us. Uh, Wish you luck going forward in districts and possibly uh, seeing you at Calvin College.
3: That would be amazing. Thank you.
0: I always I say this every week, but another big thank you to Jalen. Well, not Jalen herself specifically. but well, This week specifically, thank you to Jalen Brumfield. But every week I thank our guest for coming on and putting up with us for, uh, for a few minutes, and we always appreciate that. So this week, thank you, Jalen Brumfield of Kingsley, for dropping by the get-around studio here at the Traverse City Record Eagle. Speaking of Brumfield... Brett, why don't you go ahead and we'll just get right into it? The Get Around Hall of Fame. Who is your uh,
1: wonderfully segued nomination? Thanks for that setup. I'm going to knock it out of the park now. Um, Slam it down, buddy. Jalen Brumfield, uh, she, 22 points, 14 rebounds uh, in Kingsley's win over Glen Lake early, earlier last week. Her performance helped uh, lead Kingsley to undefeated regular season, 20-0, and 0, and they also knocked off Glen Lake in the process, the defending Northwest Conference champs. Um, so, uh, big night. She seems to play well against the Lakers. I think she had 20 the first time around, and uh, you know, she just she looked like um, the best player on the floor last week in that game. Jimmy James Cook.
0: Who be your nominee? Uh, I'm gonna go with your uh, your your favorite town, Buckley. I'm a I'm for, a town favorite in Buckley. That is for sure. Well, maybe. Probably. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it is about half. Maybe not with this guy. He and I buried the hatchet, or as I wrote in my art in my column, buried the axe, which is incorrect. That is it's not the right... Uh, a mixed metaphor? Mixed metaphor, yeah. I wrote I wrote buried the axe, and I'm sure Denver was like, yeah, I'd like to bury the axe right in the middle of Brendan's forehead, <laughs> but we buried
2: the hatchet. So you're putting up Denver Cade then, eh? Denver Cade. Yeah, it became uh, Buckley's all-time career-leading scorer, 1,689 points. He's got in his career through this week.
0: Yeah, dropped uh, 23 on Friday night. Second only to Austin Harris, who dropped in 25 in that uh, decimation of poor Misik. Two worthy candidates so far, but mine's going to win this week. Going with Kalkaska's Mackenzie Wilkinson. Uh, She had 39 points and 10 rebounds in a 66-44 win against Grayling. She followed that up with a 25-point, 13-rebound performance in a 47-27 win against Elk Rapids. That was on Friday, and that also gave her the career mark at Kalkaska for rebounds with a career total of 658. Let's vote. Let us vote. The Tribe has spoken already. I was just going to go Survivor. The Tribe has already spoken. I'm going to go with Mackenzie Wilkinson. She is uh, one of the top three girls basketball players in this area. The other two are already in the uh, Get Around Hall of Fame, and she deserves to join them this week.
1: Wouldn't that be fun if we ever did you know, a live video broadcast of this podcast and we just all walked up to the camera and unfurled pieces of paper when we did the <laughs> Athlete of the Week section? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that
0: would. That's the best idea I've ever heard. And if nothing else, Brett, to, you've contributed that to this podcast. It's been a long day. Okay, if
1: cut me some slack. <laughs>
2: hey, I'll vote for Wilkinson as well. Two to nothing. Currently in favor of K Dubs. Well, I'll go. I'll go for Wilkinson. I mean, she's had a great career and and, uh, and deserves to be on there.
0: Well, congratulations to. Kalkaskis Mackenzie Wilkinson, you are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame. So let's get into this right now. Because it is time. <clears throat> it is too late. It is past midnight. We are into Saturday morning. Sixty-four movies. Six weeks. I think Only one survives. Only one, yes, will will stay on the island. That <laughs> it's a, is for the Kumitis. Pretty uh, cut and dry how we did this. Uh, the three of us, along with uh, Seven and Four's Harrison Beebe, put together the list of what we considered to be some of the best sports movies, or at the very le- uh, at the very least, some of our favorite sports movies. Uh, we then put those uh, all together, knocked it down from I think 89 to 64 clearly, and then. Brett, you had this great idea. We were struggling as to how we were going to see this. Where were we going to sit down, all of us, and argue about which is number one. Which would have been
1: no fun. No,
0: I don't think uh, any of us would be friends after that. Uh, or at least both of you guys would be like, we don't like Brendan anymore. He is uh, he is a pain in the ass. And that is probably uh, already a feeling from both of you. Maybe. And, and <laughs> probably. <laughs> So what we did was, Brett had a great idea. He said, just go to Rotten Tomatoes, look at the audience rating, and go from there. We decided on the audience rating because the critic rating, well, what we want from you, we want to hear from the masses, the audience. That's what we're looking for. You are the mass, you are the audience, and so that's why we did it that way. So our number one seeds, top of the list, Remember the Titans. Also, Hoop Dreams, The Hustler. Starring Paul Newman, Jackie Gleason, a movie about billiards, a movie that I've brought up several times on this podcast before, and then Raging Bull, a movie all three of us have admitted to never seeing. But I'll go over the matchups here in the, in the first bracket uh, real quick, and then we'll discuss some of the more intriguing matchups that we see. Starting off, remember, the Titans versus Air Bud. I could see... Classic 1 versus 16 matchup there. Classic. Bad News Bears, the original, versus Brian's Song. Uh, uh, both uh, hilarious comedies. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen Brian's Song. I, I mean, have seen
1: Brian's Song. <laughs> wow. And I don't that think there's a dry eye in the house. I, of oh, well, one. I was...
0: I was Laughing s- your tail I off. Was, it was tears of laughter. Uh, Caddyshack versus the Waterboy. One of them is a comedy. The other one tries to be a comedy. Creed versus Rocky. I like that matchup a lot. Friday Night Lights versus Varsity Blues. Um I actually told you this story before Brett I don't, James, I'm not sure if you were there for that one, but uh Varsity Blues was the first movie I snuck into. I was I think I was in like 7th or 8th grade. I bought my friends and I bought tickets to Patch Adams. And instead of seeing Patch Adams, we went and we saw Boobs in Varsity <laughs> Blues. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So that's uh, that that yeah, that one uh, I picked Varsity Blues over Friday Night Lights on that one. Uh, Varsity Blues as well. Also, Million Dollar Baby versus The Legend of Bagger Vance. 42 versus 8 Men Out. And then Warrior versus Little Big League. Little Big League, another movie I've brought up here on the podcast before. It's uh, one of my favorites. So to you guys, what are some of the more uh, intriguing matchups? Which ones are you excited to see uh, how it's going to play out? Because this, when it comes down to it, this is the fans. You guys are going to be voting on SurveyMonkey, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, you're gonna be mailing this in you're gonna roll it up they're gonna mail it in all right <laughs> you're, you're gonna they're gonna roll it up put it in the uh, on the collar of a st Bernard and the, that dog's gonna run over here to the offices of the Traverse City record Eagle
1: well looking at this region um, I, I mean I like the Creed versus Rocky matchup you've got the old school versus new school films um, I mean to their credit both uh, I think are pretty incredible movies. Uh, I think Creed probably over-delivered just based on expectations because you know, everybody just thought how uh, how many times can you revive this series and actually still have it be successful and Michael B. Jordan pretty much knocked it out of the park I think.
0: What was so interesting about this one is Creed was an audience rating of 89. Rocky had an audience rating of 69.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Creed is the higher seed here. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: it does very, very odd. It
1: does, but hey,
0: we also, we, we looked at this in a lot of ways. We kind of saw that, well, the audience that is making those ratings are probably, probably a little bit younger and yeah. more tech savvy. I wouldn't think that uh, someone in their 60s is going to RottenTomatoes.com to, to enter in a, uh, a rating for Rocky, a movie they saw 40 years ago when they snug into it after buying tickets for Patch Adams.
1: How about you, James? What's your favorite matchup out of this region?
2: The toughest call I think in the first round was uh, was Caddyshack versus the Waterboy. I thought, you know, two very good, you know, sports comedies. One you know, I know, very I know Brennan's over comedy. there shaking his head, but one is a very good
1: sports comedy. This it was pretty much no contest for me in that one.
2: But
0: when I had originally made up the bracket before Brett had pointed out to me my um,
1: seating errors, my,
0: my seating error. Originally, it had uh, Happy Gilmore versus the Waterboy, and I was very happy about that because Happy Gilmore was going to destroy the Waterboy. And, and, and now you're going to have another golfing movie destroy the Waterboy as well because I, 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 Caddyshack has to move on in this one, right? That's what I have. I mean, I have Caddyshack going the one ways. All right, so who do you have coming out of this uh, bracket? We've, we have all kind of filled ours out, and for me, the one seed is, is making it all the way to the final four. I got to remember the Titans in my final four from this one.
2: I remember the Titans as well. I went a little more old school and went with Caddyshack.
1: Who were some of the... But James has never seen Remember the Titans. So that's true. So
2: that one seed was at a distinct disadvantage.
1: Sitting at a
0: 93% in the Rotten Tomato meter, I believe is how you pronounce Impressive. it. It is in
2: my queue of movies to watch.
0: What were some of the? Did you have any upsets in this one? I had varsity blues going for a while bagger vance actually made it into my sweet 16 and one of my favorites warrior which was also i think at 90 rating uh
1: that made it into the to the elite eight but uh, lost of course to titans Well, see the tough thing here is brendan you didn't include the seeds on the line so i don't know which is the higher seed the one above it is the higher seed every time every time all right okay Good to know. Uh, The Varsity Blues is
2: my. I got Varsity Blues in my uh, Sweet 16.
1: Varsity Blues, Rocky, Waterboy, Brian Song, all made it out of the first round. There's lower seeds for me out of that region. Eight eight Men Out was one that I had in my, uh, essentially my Elite Eight. All right, moving
2: on to the the next region, which is the Hoop Dreams region. I actually have the
0: 16 seed upsetting the one in, in that one. So you've got Hoop Dreams versus Rookie of the Year. He Got Game versus The Greatest Game Ever Played. Good golfing movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf. The Wrestler versus Southpaw. Slapshot versus Goon. Hockey versus Hockey. Moneyball versus We Are Marshall. The Sandlot versus Tin Cup. The Blindside versus Glory Road. And one of my favorites, this is the Brendan versus Harrison matchup. Endless Summer versus D2, The Mighty Ducks.
1: This this was probably the... uh Least viewed region for me as far as what movies I have and haven't seen. Yeah, I'm right there with I mean, you. I haven't seen. I don't. I'm not sure why. I need to see Hoop Dreams, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen. He's got game. I haven't seen Shot He got game. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen He Got Game. I know you're an editor, and cor- the correct would be He's Got Game, but it, that is that is not the case. I haven't seen the greatest game ever played. Slapshot, Goon, Tin Cup endless summer, so this was sort of a weird weird portion of the bracket for me, but ultimately, Sandlot pulls through to the final four for me.
0: Yeah, I think that was a pretty uh, easy road for the Sandlot, or at least in my opinion. Um, I've got Slapshot coming out of that regional. Slapshot but, versus Caddyshack. But, but yeah. That, that one, is that is your era. That right totally there. is my era. That is yeah. Caddyshack, yeah. Slapshot, two of the... Uh, I'd say greater sports comedies to come out of, uh, that was the 70s, right? Both of those in the 70s, or was Slapshot Caddysh- in the 80s?
2: I think Caddyshack was early 80s. Slapshot, uh, Slap I think, was like 79 or 80. But I have it, not seen Goon, surprisingly. I, I, that's another one that's on my queue that I need to, I need to get out and see.
0: See, well, here was the thing. Like, when I was making this, these decisions, right, if I had seen the movie and I hadn't seen the other one, I picked the one that I had seen. So I haven't seen Slapshot, but I've seen Goon, so I picked that. Region 3, starring uh, another one of my favorite movies, and again, this wasn't me that put this together, this was audience rating. So The Hustler taking on Angels in the Outfield, The Karate Kid vs. Cool Runnings, The Natural vs. Talladega Nights, Hoosiers vs. White Men Can't Jump in the battle of white guys playing basketball movies. Happy Gilmore versus Dodgeball, which broke my heart to have to put those two up against each other. Pride of the Yankees versus The Replacements,
1: Major League versus Chariots of Fire, and Cinderella Man versus Days of Thunder. It's been a long time since I saw Days of Thunder, but I had to. Uh, that was a 15 over a two there for me. I had not seen Cinderella Man, and I I I, rem- I vaguely remember Days of Thunder being entertaining. Oh, it was Um, was one of those... NASCAR (coughs) movie with Tom Cruise, right? And Nicole Kidman. And Nicole Kidman, yeah. So, that's not a movie that probably gets made today, I'm just saying. Probably not, (laughs) I would agree with you. I
0: don't think think Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are on speaking terms, and I don't know if they'd want to get together and do a NASCAR movie. But, uh, hey, Stranger Things have happened. On Netflix. On Netflix. Right now, seasons one and two. This this was a tough one for me, and I was just because of the way that it worked out. I was it was difficult for me to have Major League and Happy Gilmore in the same region because those are two of my favorite sports movies.
1: I didn't I didn't even end them end up having them uh, reach each other because I had the replacements beating Happy Gilmore. I just that's one of my favorites. But uh, you've I, never brought that movie up before. Never. <laughs> But uh, yeah. the the first round matchup that I thought was kind of difficult was the uh, the Karate Kid and Cool Runnings. Um, I really like both of those, and but I ended up going with the Jamaican bobsledders. I've heard great things about that movie. Never
0: seen it, but is it a tearjerker? Am I? Is that what I've been led to believe? I, that there's a little bit of like there's a moment where it's well, there, it's yeah, a bit there emotional? might be a
1: moment, but it's funny.
0: Well, yes, yeah. but I've heard that there's a it's moment. It's got John candy in it. Yes. Uncle Buck also has John Candy in it. The Great Outdoors also mm-hmm. stars John Candy. Planes, Home Alone features John Candy. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles.
2: There was a couple of tough ones, though, in this, in this first round. I thought The Natural versus Talladega Nights was a, was a very close call. I, I ended up going with Talladega Nights. It's also a very odd matchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. got a classic
0: baseball movie against the ridiculous Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, yeah, and,
2: and totally ridiculous movie. Surprisingly, I had both of the NASCAR movies winning their first round game, in their first round matchup in this, and then losing in the second round. And but again, another thing
0: when I had to change the rankings that was upsetting, originally I had the natural versus the rookie, which would have made more sense. I mean, I guess I could have done whatever the hell I wanted to with this. like I, I could have put the matchups in any order that I wanted to, and you guys would have just had to have believed me. That that's the way it was. That was not the case because I would
2: have put the natural versus the rookie and Happy Gilmore versus the Waterboy and I think it would have been cool if we did. We at one point we talked about doing the regions by sport and then we could have then we could have done them by the seeding by the by the Rotten Tomatoes ranking.
0: We had or thought about, about that, but I feel like that just would have taken too many good movies and thrown them in one region. I mean, there are a lot of great baseball movies out there. That's great, true. So it was. I. Yeah, the the smart, the,
1: the thing about that too, that would be, you know, that'd be like the NCAA tournament taking all the northeastern schools and putting them in the same region, and all the West Coast schools putting them in the same region. That's just not how they do it. Mhm. So I had major league coming out of that one, guys. Replacements over uh, Hoosiers in the Elite Eight. <clears throat> I had major
2: league as well. Any, any other? Anybody else have any big upsets in this region? Uh, aside from major league, which would be what a. Well, I, I think it's funny that
0: none of us are looking like, oh, yeah, pride of the Yankees or chariots of fire.
1: I, I mean, I did, I did have Angels in the outfield knocking off the Hustler, but...
0: Angels in the outfield is no joke. I see that. I, I think all, well, except for Raging Bull versus Over the Top, which we'll get to later, but Air Bud over Remember the Titans possibility. Rookie of the Unfeasible. Year. Unfeasible. Rookie of the Year over Hoop Dreams, I picked that one and then Angels in the Outfield over The Hustler. Again, not many people know The Hustler or even consider The Hustler to be a sports movie considering it's about billiards, about pool, but uh, it was ranked up there. On to the fourth and final region we just talked about it, Raging Bull versus Over the Top, the Longest Yard remake with Adam Sandler, gross, uh, versus Bull Durham, also a disgusting movie. I... I don't like that one. Overrated. Breaking Away vs. Any Given Sunday. That's the that's the Brendan vs. Brett uh, matchup right there. You love any Any Given Sunday? I do. I love Breaking Away. It's a movie about cycling in Indiana. Also The Fighter vs. the Rookie, Field of Dreams vs. Sea Biscuit, Miracle vs. Space Jam and the Battle of Brett vs. James, A League of Their Own vs. Gridiron Gang, and then Rudy vs. Little Giants. I almost had Little Giants upsetting Rudy because I love Little Giants.
1: A young Devin Sawa and that weird kid that, this, uh, this might be, this might be my favorite region. Like, if I had to pick one region to sit down and watch all 16 movies, I think this might be my, my favorite one. Uh, Longest Yard, Any Given Sunday, uh, The Rookie, Field of Dreams, Space Jam, A League of Their Own, Gridiron Gang. Those are all movies that I've, that I, I really, in, really enjoy. I didn't have
2: Raging Bull lasting uh, all that long. I actually had Bull Durham beating that, beating them, and then losing to any given Sunday, which then, of course, ultimately lost to Miracle, which comes out of that region for me.
1: I, I just figured that an arm wrestler would beat a boxer, so I moved over the top into the second round. So you had. Have
2: you ever seen Over the Top though?
1: I think I have, but it was, was a long time awful. ago. Awful. Yeah, like was like three wrestlers. syllable awful. <laughs>
2: It it was bad.
0: Yeah, it was... I I had to pick Bull Durham over the Longest Yard remake. That was
1: pretty much... uh, It was... Mm. Can't believe it. it. Mm. Longest Yard in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I got uh,
0: Raging Bull, even though I've never seen it, made it two rounds, which is unbelievable. I mean, I guess, based on what I had said earlier, I needed to pick Bull Durham over Raging Bull, so... In the Battle of the Bulls, I guess we'll give it to Bull Durham since I, I hadn't seen that. Breaking Away, of course, uh, I picked The Rookie over The Fighter. Uh, the Rookie, I, I think, is another one of those uh, underrated movies. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, which actually took on in Breaking Away. It was the Battle of Dennis Quaid, because Dennis Quaid is in Breaking Away and is also in The Rookie, which was, I didn't even set that up, that just happened. Uh, <laughs> Field of Dreams, that, that was a... just happened. That just happened. Happened. Sea biscuit was uh, tough to lose that one in a first round to Field of Dreams, but Field of Dreams was, I mean, for me that was a that was
1: a no-brainer Final Four from the from the outset. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised that that was not a two seed. Um, I mean, I guess it is a three, but yeah, well, based on its ranking, again, it I think it's falling better. to the same thing with the it's a little a, bit, older, a little
2: bit movie. older movie, so it's falling to the you know the younger crowd in the ratings of it. So I can understand that. And it was tough Field of Dreams against, I mean
0: Rudy versus a league of their own, and then a league of their own versus Field of Dreams. It was yeah, this was probably one of the more difficult brackets for me to at least pick. Now it doesn't matter at all because this is going to come down to you, the listeners, the Audible
1: viewers of the Get Around podcast. Well, I'm just curious, how did your, how did everybody's <laughs> final fours shake up? Because, I, I mean. Not entirely surprising. Three of my four Final Four uh, movies were football movies. Three of mine were baseball. And two of mine were hockey.
0: Well, let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. So yeah, Titans, Sandlot, Major League, Field of Dreams. I had Sandlot versus Major League or maybe Field of Dreams or maybe the remember the Titans is going to be in there. I'm not sure. I can't. It's it's tough. But of the brackets that I filled out twice, Sandlot has been my winner both times.
1: Yeah, I've got Titans, replacements, any given Sunday in Sandlot. And I've got Titans versus any given Sunday in the championship. But it's been sitting like that for 24 hours because I can't decide who to pencil in. But this is going to be left up to you,
0: as I said, our... Audible viewers, that's my new favorite thing, audible viewer, which is like listener, but uh, different, because you're viewing it through your audibles. <laughs> <laughs> you just like to hear yourself talk, and decided oh, to make one word into two. <laughs> you have no idea. I like to hear myself talk. I don't often like to hear myself back on this podcast. I'm. Wow. It's, <laughs> it is something special. And yet, here you go. <laughs> Okay, so here's how you can vote and uh, make me feel good about myself for putting this together, and you can go to surveymonkey.com backslash r backslash the get around. Simple enough. Again, surveymonkey.com backslash r backslash the get around to vote. We'll also have polls up on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you check out there. We're gonna be posting this link every hour of every day until you
1: hate seeing it so much until the end of March. You well we got 6 weeks, right? Okay. We got to do 6 weeks of this. We'll be basically following right along with the NCAA tournament. We're
0: going to do our best. That's why we're doing this right now. So, sports movie madness starting here in February and wrapping up sometime in March or April.
1: Every week we'll have you vote on the next round. So, not, yeah. You know, we were giving our kind of what we thought all the way down to the end, but uh, as our listeners, we're just going to have you go one round at a time. Audible viewers,
2: I believe, is the correct answer. Yes, point. audible my, viewers.
0: My mistake. <laughs> but again, yeah, it, it's up to you, the listener. Vote or don't vote. It. You're not winning any movie tickets this time, I can tell you that. Unfortunately, there's no prize. The only prize is... The prize of camaraderie. It's fun. It's it's fun. You're not gonna win anything other than f- some friends. You're gonna win some friends doing this because you're gonna be like, hey, you're gonna be waiting for the bus, and you'll be like, hey, I, I got this, this bracket this here. This bracket
1: will supersede the NCAA tournament bracket. I got bracket. this
0: bracket here. What do you think about this? And before you know it, you've met your wife. <laughs> you're gonna meet your wife through this. That's how it's gonna happen. So the real lesson of this show today is go to surveymonkey.com backslash r backslash the getaround to vote. Come back next week when we will have all of this and more. Well, actually, all of this and less, because there will only be 32 movies now after you are done voting. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Get Around Podcast. It feels like this has been going on all day that we've been trying to record this episode. It, it almost like we've done it four different times. Is that all? I think we've tried. This has been broken up into three or four different segments of trying to record this. It's uh, like I said. It's been something special. Every single week. Every all twenty-four of these, plus the get-around after-darks, and all region specials, and all of all of the powdered sugar donuts and Jerry. Thanks Andrew's
1: to the five thousand listeners that. We hey! Yeah, this we week. did.
0: We
2: hit five thousand listens,
0: ladies and gentlemen. I've been your host, Brendan Queeley. Joining me in the studio, James Cook, Brett Summers. Good night, and good luck.